1: Hello and welcome to a special preview of the Manchester Derby here by Manchester Evening News. I am your host today, Ash Barami, and I am pleased to be joined by the red and blue side of MEN Sport. That is Simon Bajkowski. Hello. And by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. So we'll start start with you. We'll look at City, then we'll move on to United. Um, It was a sounding 3-0 win for City in midweek. I guess there's a few good aspects for City coming into the weekend game with United, and one of them is yeah, that they would already qualified and they got a chance to rest some players. Where, where do you where do you see City's chances go, going into this game? I guess there's been there's obviously the thing of United winning the three, three out of the last four derbies. So where where do you see it amongst the City perspective?
2: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting test of how City have improved on the failings that they had last season uh, notably their defense and the performance in big games they're coming into this game looking stronger than they ever have this season um you know Sergio Aguero there's a few fitness concerns over he won't start the game but pretty much everyone is fit um for the first time this season and the game against Marseille was as much of a night off as you can have without having a night off really um he was able to rest several players other players got more minutes and rhythm um so it was it's been a very positive week and a positive few weeks they scored five against Burnley the other week to sort of show they can score so yeah I mean the only thing that can let them down against United at the weekend is those kind of failings from from last year of and and a bit this year of not being able to defend properly against the top teams yeah Samuel they say form tends to go out the window
1: for these sort of derby games. But I guess form goes out the window for United pretty much every week. They're, they're just they're, like you look at this weekend, you think, well, United they lost. Obviously, it was, a, it was a bad defeat to go out the Champions League at group stages against Leipzig. But do you feel like that has any bearing at, at all whatsoever going into this weekend? If anything, I guess it's probably the sort of fixture you want from a United perspective to bounce back from.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... Or, or no, because their, their big game record has, has gone out the window this this season. Certainly domestically, they've they've lost to Arsenal, they lost to Tottenham very, very badly. Uh, there was that you know, anodyne draw with Chelsea as well. So although they had two excellent wins at the start, of the Champions League group, they also lost to PSG in Leipzig when, when it really mattered. When all they needed was a point from those two games, so I think that big announce that has really pulled Sarsgaard out of the mire in the past has um, has deserted them for certainly the majority of this season so far. As I said, City is starting to to hit their groove, uh, even though they're going into this game, uh, rather surprisingly, below United in the table. I don't think many people out there would actually argue that United are the superior side. From United's perspective, the, the interesting would be whether they do stick with a back three because it has served them well in um, games against the elite. It underpinned a couple of wins against City last season, um, also the the Old Trafford game. I think the, the second leg in the, the League Cup semi-final, United were quite fortunate to win that and the City had a lot of chances. It was one of those classic Raheem Sterling performances against United where he just somehow could not score against them. But given how badly the back three backfired in mid week, I suspect Saskia's gut instinct will be to assure it this weekend and play to United strengths, which are are still in attack, even if if Cavani and Marshall are are out injured. They've they've got Fernandes, Rashford, Greenwood and yeah, Pogba as well, Van de Beek's another. Um, I think the majority of of United supporters will want to see them go the back four. I know City are you know, they're a supreme attacking side still, but there are obvious chinks in their armour. Um, you know, if I know John Stones is making a bit of a resurgence, but C- Cavani has, has bullied much better defenders than him over the years. And City have the left back issue that won't go away. So th- I think that's that's the interesting um, tactical thing going into it. And then you've got the issue of various issues of personnel, um, not least the goalkeeping situation.
1: Yeah, side. So, do you think is there any concern for you? That these two teams might almost like cancel each other out in the sense that you know you've seen United in the last like last few derbies sit back, absorb the pressure, and hit them on the counter attack. Do you think that'll be in Pep's mind at all going into this weekend that he might actually think, okay, it's going to be it's going to be that sort of approach again from United, and he might change it, or is he just I focused think, on his own
2: setup? I, I mean, he, he obviously does think about uh, the the opposition teams, but much of it is through how City will play and City will want to control the game as they always do with um, the control and possession. I think the biggest concern for City is that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer appears to be sort of approaching the ropes again and when he has such a bad result as he had um, in midweek he tends to pull a really good result out of the bag and you know as Aaron Wambasaka was struggling in midweek there were a fair few City fans who were saying you know He's nailed on to have a really good game, or Mark stealing out the game on Saturday because that is, is just how this United team seem to operate under Solskjaer. Just when you think they're uh, they're down and out, they rise up and uh, and pull off a win, and you know they beat City three and four games last season. So the big concern I think for City is that they haven't won away at a really top team for for a long while in the Premier League. Um, they've lost that sort of ability to. To pick up those victories against the very best sides, um, and they know that United will be hurting and wanting a reaction after the the week they've had, so um, they'll have to be kind of extra careful to to avoid those kind of traps.
1: Yeah, Samuel, do you see it like that? Do you, do you feel like Solskjaer is 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 on the is on the ropes again? Like is it like last season when they had City and Spurs in successive games, or do you feel like what regardless of whatever happens, Solskjaer is is safe going into next week and beyond? it's it's not at
0: that point yeah that I think going into that week last last season they'd won four games and 14 in the league and I was told at the time he was on the rocks but then very quickly he wasn't because they beat Tottenham and and they beat city uh, I think unless there's like a, another five one or another six one this weekend the expectation is that he will be in the dugout at Bramble Lane next Thursday but of course, you know, there. I I just think there are always going to be recurring doubts about his suitability as United manager, and that has been the case ever since he was given the job on a permanent basis in midweek. I I, I once I had sympathy with him, but I could understand where he was coming from by going with a back three against a team that had won their their seven home games uh, this season and got to the Champions League semi-finals last season. But it was the fact that it's amazing how one player can just change the perception of a team and and the inclusion of Matic did that he gave them I think eight defensive players out of 11 in that team they go behind after two minutes the the plan goes out the window there yet his reaction to going one nil down going two nil down I think they were two nil down inside 13 minutes was it It was was just dilatory um, because they needed They needed goals. They needed attacking players on the pitch. Yet the formation changed the same. Sorry, stayed the same. The personnel stayed the same until half time. And in the end, it was it was too much. So I think that's just something Solskjaer's going to have to live with until he, unless he wins the Premier League, title or wins the Champions League by the grace of God, because. The vast majority, or certainly the majority, out there who have an opinion on United, uh, just just don't think he's right to be the
1: manager of the club. Do you feel people are a bit too harsh on Solskjaer? I mean, I just looked at the league table there, and you wouldn't think United, after 10 no. games, uh, actually above City. Like it's 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 a strange one. I mean, I know they've gone out the Champions League, but you still have you still have to judge competition by competition. The Premier League is arguably still the most important competition for United. So, do you feel sympathy for them in that? For him, in that regard,
0: no, no, I don't. Uh, I think the the league this season is such a strange one. In the there's a big every side there's a caveat with or an asterisk against. Even Liverpool, who are maybe the only team who look recognisable from the team they were before the pandemic, have got major injuries to contend with. There's as I said earlier about City, there's a chink in armour in every side, and the league table does look quite flat for United at the moment. And I think even if they lose this game. To City, they'll be eight points off the top, but with the game in hand, so that's that's not a disastrous position to be in. And nobody's really nobody nobody really sees them as as title challengers either. But the fact of the matter is, they have gone out of the Champions League at the group stage, and it was a difficult group. But they only needed a point from their last two games. If they'd won against the wooden spoon recipients in in Istanbul, they'd have gone through with two games to spare. They didn't. So when the heat has actually been turned on on Solskjaer in not not the sense of him keeping his job or being under the crush or anything like that, but when there's a chance to actually win something, he's lost. United have lost three semi-finals and they went out of the Champions League at the group stage. And the whole thing about getting back into the Champions League, finishing in the top four, finishing in third, which was something of an achievement last season, not an achievement that is ever going to go on the honours board or anything like that, but... That's forgotten about now because their return to the Champions League lasted six games, and in February they could be in Krasnodar. Yeah,
1: what what do you think is like the? Where do you think United are at at the moment? Is is it in terms of domestically in the league? Because if they win, if they did win this weekend, then I think if I'm right, thinking they're five points behind with a game in hand of, of Spurs, who were top of the league. Would you go as far as the, the the title contenders, or is it still top four? Because we know United. Ambition is obviously to win the league, but you kind of don't really get that that sense. And a win this weekend isn't obviously out out of the picture. And if that happens, then would that do you think that do you think it would be fair to almost put them in that category? It would be understandable, but I, I still think it'd be a little
0: bit premature. I think they need to go on a um. I mean, they're on, a, they're on a good run of wins at the moment in the league. I think they've won their last four. So I suppose if they if they make it five wins in a row and that fifth has come against City, then as I said, it it would be understandable to to view them as title challenges. But it's it's just the way the season's panned out, where it's started a month later than usual, um, the, the freakish results you've had uh and, and seen pretty much since the start of the season. I think it would take a lot of convincing still to to see United regarded as a title challenger like Liverpool or like City or like Tottenham now, I um, think Chelsea. It's pretty fair to look upon them as that purely because of the the squad size and the quality of the squad they've got as well. I just think with United there are there are just too many caveats with the, the situation at the club, with the manager, with the star player, um, the, the the indecisiveness over who should be in goal as well. That's that's still an issue that he hasn't addressed. Um, it's it's things like taking two defenders off when you're three 0 down five days before a derby, you know, as if they are absolutely guaranteed to be starting a derby, even though they've just been highly culpable for um, for the for the team being three 0 down. That I it really would take a lot more convincing than just another win against City, which sounds quite glib, but Solskjaer beat City three times last season, and certainly the two league league wins were very very impressive.
1: Yeah, and and Sai, I mean, for City, they've got Sergio Aguero obviously came back with a goal after 10 minutes against Marseille. Um, They're hitting form in in front of goal, probably at the right time. And I guess this fixture probably does come at a good time because you're just starting to sense that City are starting to click in in the final third of the pitch.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think there's still a lot more to come. I think... City and United are kind of two different sides of the coin where City haven't been at their best this season and more is expected of them. Um whereas United have, you know, are ahead of City in the table so far. But people, you know, as as Samuel said in midweek, you know, they couldn't keep getting away with what they've been doing um for so long. And you would expect in the Premier League that they can't keep giving away leads and coming back and winning games. Um there's a bit more leeway because it's a stranger season and I think United and City are the two teams that were punished the most for um you know going far in Europe last season because they had a such a, a difficult start to to this campaign. But the signs at City are that everything is is coming together and it may well be that the same limitations as last season remain and you know they aren't able to to sort of achieve that consistency um because you know it took them ten games a season to win two in a row in the league. So they've not quite been been at it, but the signs are that they're improving and they're getting better. Um whereas United are still very up and down. So I think a win in the Derby for City would kind of convince Guardiola more than ever that things are returning to normal. Um and that his team are sort of coming back to the levels where where they've been at um, in 17, 18, 18, 19, when they won the title, um, because you know they have dropped a lot of points already this season, but because other teams have as well, um, they'll be right in the mix for the uh, for top spot by Christmas if they win this game.
1: So sorry si, this weekend. I mean, we saw Aguero, Aguero did return, and I think after the game, Pep was asked whether Aguero will start this weekend, and he just, he, he outright said no. Uh, do you think? Do you expect any any bluffing there from him or do you think he's, he'll stick to his word and he'll go with maybe Gabriel Jesus if he's fit to start?
2: No, I I don't think Guardiola was very good at bluffing those kind of things. I think there was a derby a few years ago where City had a Champions League game just before and he was like, oh yeah, and David Silva might miss it, yeah. And everyone was like, no, no he won't. Um, and lo and behold, David Silva started. I think if you watched Aguero in midweek, um, he... You know, I don't think he touched the ball before he scored, um, made like three passes in 30 minutes. So that is is not really what will get you a place in the team up front. I'd I'd expect Gabriel Jesus to start, but um, Jesus hasn't scored in a month. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was kind of a fluidity in, uh, in the front line with... Jesus may be rotating around. Um, City had quite a lot of success with that in the League Cup meeting last season at Old Trafford, where uh, playing with sort of false nines confused United a lot. So I would expect um, a lot of movement rather than kind of a, a central figurehead in, in Aguero or Jesus.
1: Yeah, and Samuel, we can't do a match preview involving United without discussing Paul Pogba. Do you sense that, do you feel Manchester United's best chance is with Paul Pogba in that starting lineup or without him? Because we've seen McTominay and Fred do very well in this fixture before. I'd say
0: without uh, McTominay, Fred, and Fernandes is, is the most dependable uh, trio that United have got going in, in that area. With Pogba, I mean, I think he turns 28 next year, and people are still deliberating over what his best position is at United, whether they should bring someone to. Bring someone in to free him up, or just every excuse has been rinsed uh, to, 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 so so much that it's it's just pretty tedious. I, I'm I'm struggling to come out with words to even uh, <laughs> talk about it, but I, I think ultimately that the principal's decision has got to be made that he just doesn't start, given that his silence has been deafening after. Uh, Raiola's interview with, with Tuto Sport there are some very naive fans out there who think that because Raiola said it and Pogba didn't it doesn't mean that Pogba doesn't feel that way about his situation when obviously he does and has wanted out of United for for upwards of two years but on his day, is still one of the most talented footballers um, on the planet. And it wasn't a surprise that he actually had the impact he did in, in Leipzig. He's he's done that before. He, he's got a game-changing um, uh, talent about him in terms of coming off the bench and, and playing well, influencing games. So I think just, just from a, a tactical point of view, it's, it's probably better to have him on the bench anyway. He's not been a regular in the team over the last month and a half. Um, I know he's a very good goal at West Ham last week, but that was with Fernandes on the pitch and Rashford on the pitch. And th- those were the two real game changers. In the first half, he was, he was completely bossed by Declan Rice. So I, I don't think that starting Pogba is the way forward this weekend. And certainly if he was to start, you'd think he would be as one of the two sitters in, in midfield and he's played there before against City and it's not gone very well at all.
1: Yeah. So from a City perspective, would you rather Paul Pogba be starting for Manchester United or would you rather they not not be
2: starting him? Um I f- think City would probably rather he didn't start just because he is one of the best players who can win a match. Um but United have done very well Last season, uh, the likes of Fred and McTominay and even Matic having very good games against them. Um, So I think City, more than anything, will just be relieved that they don't have to deal with a situation that is of Paul Pogba or anything like that. Um, Guardiola, before another derby, kind of chose to throw up that Mina Raiola had offered Paul Pogba to City um, at a time when Mina Raiola um, had compared Guardiola to a dog. And uh, I I don't think um, I, th- I think Guardiola Guardiola's initial line was that it was unfair to dogs, but um, Guardiola by no means the easiest person to work with um, in in football. But I think there's a reason that him and City have, have chosen not to have anything to do with with Mino Raiola.
1: I guess we won't be even any talk of Pogba being offered to City before the, the, the day before a Derby again this time, will we?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that's it. it kind of backfired because City came. Uh, United came back and and won the game, but um, you know th- those are exactly the kind of distractions that no club wants to have to deal with um, in the build-up to important games. I'm sure United will have been furious about it. So um, it's kind of vindication for City in uh, not dealing with uh, with Raiola. Yeah, and and I guess we'll
1: move on to the lineup. Samuel, in t- so let's say Marshall and Cavani are fit. In, that, in terms of that front three. You said you'd go for Fernandez. Um, McTominay and Fred in the midfield. What would your forward three look like if Marshall and Cavani are fit? Certainly wouldn't have Marshall in it. Uh,
0: his his form is has not been this bad since the end of eighteen nineteen, which I think ended with that infamous statuesque warm up. It wasn't a warm up; it was just him watching <laughs> teammates uh, go through shooting practice, and uh, he was admonished for it by by Solskjaer. I think I think the following day. Um, I think Barney, the prospect of him starting in a derby, I think he's got the personality and the the experience to to, to do well. Even though he obviously didn't have a, a day to remember at West Ham last week, he didn't have any service in fairness at West Ham last week. Uh, but I think Greenwood was probably one of the more respectable performers in Leipzig. He was he was unfortunate not to score. He was, um, you know, he he won the penalty that sparked that mini revival that almost led to um led to a complete recovery i thought he was i thought it was better than rashford in in the week so, but he's one of those players that you still wouldn't say because there's that slight there's that slight uh, you know margin of not not margin of error but that that slight doubt that they won't uh, go to a back four. That maybe, if it is a back three, does Greenwood make it? Uh, but obviously, Rashford and Fernandes are the certainties to start. I'd, I'd say there are probably about six players that are certain of, of starting in this, this this game for United. Uh, the other, the other five, I think, maybe maybe three or four, you'd be pretty confident of of being certain on. But there are there are a few, fair few places up for grabs still.
1: Which places would you say are the ones up for grabs?
0: Uh, well, certainly in goal, because De Gea has regressed and I think everybody thinks that Henderson is is due a chance. I think the fact that it's Derby is completely insignificant. I mean, it's, unfortunately, it's going to be the most hollow Derby in, in living memory, probably, because there's no crowd. Um, it's the polar opposite to how the previous one ended with, with that McTominay clincher. And... If anyone's seen the, the virulent abuse Henderson got with the Sheffield United at, at Ellen Road uh, last year, I mean, nof- nothing really phases him, crowd or no crowd. I think it's just a no-brainer that he has to come in. Is it Shaw or Teller's at left-back? Maybe Shaw, given that Tellers came off um, at half-time in the week. I think it probably will be McTominay with Fred, but again, I don't think that's an absolute certainty, but, but my gut instinct would be that it would be McTominay in there. And in terms of the the fourth attacker um, to go with Fernandes Greenwood and Rashford, I think that depends on whether Cavani or, or Marshall are fit, or whether both are fit. But if both are fit, I don't see how we can tolerate starting Marshall after he after the way he played last week. I mean, he went off, and within seven minutes, it went from nil one to two, one for United.
1: Yeah, we shall see what happens there. Si, in terms of City's lineup, that I guess there's there's always talk of. There's always talk of rotation predicting lineups. But in that back line, you've got uh, John Stones, with Ruben Diaz, uh, Emmerich Laporte. Who, who do you fancy City? What would you think City's back line will look like going into the weekend? Because there's always there's, there's so many different ways you can have it in terms of the options they have.
2: I think there is one spot up for grabs in the defence, and it is not at centre back. I think John Stones partners Ruben Diaz, and, and that's it. Um, because Stones has just been really, really improved this season. Laporte made an error at Tottenham and has been out of the team ever since. He came back in midweek for Marseille, but um, Guardiola's made it clear that, you know, he's he's got confidence in all of his players, but they can't live off past reputations, and if they make mistakes, they'll be out of the team. And uh, John Stones hasn't made mistakes. And not only that, but he came on uh, for Eric Garcia, injured against Marseille, and was better than Laporte. So... I mean, it would go against everything Guardiola said if Stones does not partner Ruben Dias. Kyle Walker's going to start because he's one of the most reliable defenders. So the only option is that familiar left-back spot, which is in a better shape than it has been for for some time. Um, Benjamin Mendy's looked decent since coming back from his latest issue. And João Cancelo has been one of... City's best players since they uh, returned from the lockdown. Really, um, he's been excellent. I think only De Bruyne's created more chances than him in the Premier League. That stat might be a bit out of date, but it was certainly was correct. Um, so I I couldn't pick really between uh, Cancelo and Mendy. I think it depends on who he's going to start in wide on the left because depending on how wide they are depends how wide you want you you back, but. Um, yeah, City's defense looking in in better shape than than it has done since they won the title. Do you
1: think he's probably more likely to go for Cancelo based on the fact that he probably trust would trust him more than than Mendy in terms of defensively?
2: Um, I really couldn't say. I think if if Sterling plays, he is more likely to play Cancelo, and if Bernardo plays on the left, he's more likely to play. Mendy. Um, it just kind of depends what exactly they're after because it, the uh, the issue for City when they've struggled this season is that they haven't been wide enough um, and teams when they've seen they've got inverted wingers teams are happy to concede the wide ground and just sit deep in the middle and know that they can't get through them so they've had more success by, by stretching the pitch um, both ways so I think width will be important um, at Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, we shall see. It's never it's never an easy thing to do predicting what Pep Guardiola is going to do. That's for sure. And I finally, to finish off, it wouldn't be a preview as well if you didn't have any predictions from the both of you, Samuel. I see you rolling your eyes there. I'll, I'll start with you. Yes. G- give us Give us your thoughts on what's going to happen on Saturday. Uh,
0: as well as hubristic as it might sound, I think if if United pick the team that I think they should pick, I think they can get a draw. But it's it's one of those things i think my as soon as i saw that team in the week i thought this this isn't going to go go well here so it, it does look, my my predictions are always dependent on um on what Solskjaer actually picks and i think if he if he stays loyal to certain players then they'll get beat um i, I just think because city've got a bit of momentum going and look more like themselves and even though United are on a good run in the league and they've got those powers of recovery, um, if if I had to, if you if you're pressing me for a prediction, I'd probably say a City win.
1: Yeah, do I you I think that's part of the problem with Solsha as well? Like you just don't know what formation it's going to be, who's going to play. Is, do you think that's almost behind the inconsistency that they have? I think that's a valid point. Um, that
0: that tactical flexibility can can certainly be. A, a positive and has been a positive, but it just seems like, as you say, there's no real consistent way of of going about it. Um, I mean the, the way he went about it at West Ham was was completely wrong. Um too many changes to the front six. I know there are reasons behind certain players coming out of uh the team, but I, I just felt it, it was very naive to take Fred out of the team just because he was suspended for a Champions League game. I know players need their rest every now and then, but Fred would still have had, if he had played at West Ham, eight days to prepare for the derby. So it just seemed like just giving Fred his own mini winter break, if you like, uh, just, just just made no sense whatsoever. Um, and of course what happens is that West Ham go 1-0 up and a, a better team probably punish United and, and go on to win that game. And United were fortunate that West Ham didn't take their chances. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that is, you know, it's, it's a positive and a negative in that we aren't quite sure how they're going to look formation wise this weekend. And, um, you know, the, the, the back three, it has it has served Solskjaer very, very well. But when you get a result like like they did in the week and when you see how just just the players, the defenders were watching the man and not what sorry watching the ball, not watching the man, just making amateurish mistakes like that. Um, it, it doesn't reflect well on, one, the players and two, the coaching staff.
1: Yeah. And Si, how do you see things going down Saturday?
2: Um, I think that City are a much better team than United and I fully expect them to finish above them in the table. However, I'm not fully certain that they have got all their recent issues out of the way and I am completely confident in... Solskjaer's ability to pull a result out of nowhere. So um, I can see it being something like 1-1. Something like 1-1 or 4-1 to City. I think United will either crumble or um, put in a very good performance at draw. Um, but I think a City win would obviously kind of consolidate what we're all thinking that City will challenge for the title. Whereas, you know, a United win would see them move even further ahead of City. but. Um, they're still so up and down that um, you would struggle to confidently predict they'd, they'd challenge.
1: Yeah, we shall see how things pan out this weekend. That's all we have time for today. Samuel, Sai, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Thanks. And um, thank you to everyone listening or watching on Facebook. Um, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Manchester's Red or Talking City podcast if you haven't. So whichever platform you're listening to, be sure to subscribe. And we will also have all the coverage of the Manchester derby this weekend on the Manchester Evening News. So be sure to check that out. And until next time, we shall see you soon.